0: Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Hello, hello. Oh, welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show radio to open the heart, heal the soul, and awaken the consciousness. Benny, hi. What have you? What do you got to say today?
1: I have a lot to say today. Do you? No, it's not my show.
0: (laughs) I was like, I'll I'll sit back, I'll relax. Can I mention who's at the radio station? Sure, go for it. Okay. Today, apparently, uh, Benny, I should let you say. Well, it is. It's actually
1: a bring your child to work day. And um, my two boys, unfortunately, are at school right now. So I can't really bring them in. However, I have a backup plan, and that would be my girlfriend's daughter, Lexi. Uh, She wanted to come in and check it out. So she's a little shy right now. She doesn't want to come on the camera, but she's over here on this side. I know everyone's watching. So over here, she (laughs) says hi if she wants to maybe get on the microphone real fast and say hi hi there it is (laughs) and now she's famous it started here on the loretta brown show just i
0: got it i know (laughs) lexi i'm excited you are now a superstar out you go we never know what will happen right you know uh that's wonderful i love that um apparently my bring to child is is me my right Our my inner, inner child. child, our inner child, right.
1: That's what I, I thought you were going with that.
0: Yeah, that's, that's where it's at. And and, and then, all because I have to do it, a shout out to my kids. And, you know, aloha, Jenny <laughs> Brown, best trombone player in the world. Oops, sorry, that was a mom thing. Okay. <laughs> it happens. Anyway, I hope everybody's doing good. Oh, my goodness, my goodness. We got a lot going on. So I am the owner of Reiki Oasis, located right here in the greater Seattle area for the last 27 years. And uh, we are going strong. You can find out all about that at ReikiOasis.com. I always have classes and uh, every Sunday I do a Sunday meditation with Loretta at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you cannot join me at that time, just sign up. I'll send you a recording. You can listen to it anytime that you want. And then from my heart to all of yours, a big thank you. I am a listener-supported show. And you can go to patreon.com uh, the Loretta slash the Loretta Brown Show. And what am I doing over there? I am providing beautiful radio shows for all of you to uplift you, to help you. And I don't know, maybe you'll find out something that will help. Um, By the way, um, I just want to say this. I'm not going to name names, but there is a lovely soul out in the universe that sends me cards and letters every now and then. Thank you. You know who you are, and it touches my heart. I'm tenderhearted. Thank you. So having said that, and you know, I uh, I, let me jump into astrology with two feet because I want to get my guest onto the show. So I just want to say, how's everyone doing? Are you sleepy? Are you emotional? Have you got a lot going on? Are you feeling like something's about to happen? Are you jumping? We have had a lot going on this week. We had a very rare planetary lineup that happens only once every 1,000 years. And we have five planets lining up with the moon. We had Jupiter, Venus, Mars, Saturn. Neptune's joining in very soon. Mercury's been visiting the Pleiadian, the Pleiades. And this is gonna go on for a couple of months. And this brings major activations around ideas and glimpses of the future. And with everything in Taurus right now, you can manifest anything you want. This is like pure magic, massive galactic energies and portals have been bathing us with their energy. And many people have told me they, they're wiped out. They're like, what's going on with me? I'm just wiped out. Like I sit in a chair and fall asleep. These energies can bring miracles. The activation of our destinies and major life changes. Don't be scared of major life changes. Um, Sometimes we need them, right? And it it doesn't have to be, you know, overly dramatic, although it can be if we've been avoiding things. So just try to uh, breathe. Do the things that you know to to do and help these energies play out in your life. And of course, we are headed toward a massive solar eclipse on Saturday. I'll talk to that to that in just a moment. Today, April twenty eighth, Venus. the goddess of love aligns with Neptune in Pisces. What does that mean? It means love is coming home and it's coming deep, deep, deep into our feeling center. This typically happens once a year. It's a beautiful energy for romance, creativity and spiritual growth. So use this energy today for self care, to spend time with loved ones and to recharge by the water. And remember, you can always take a bath or a shower, wash your hands, wash your, wash your face. Sometimes the simplest things will change your energy field and your um, help drain off some of that excess nervous energy. Uh, tomorrow, Friday, April 29th, Pluto enters retrograde in Capricorn. We have had all planets going direct for quite some time and Pluto going retrograde is the first breaking out of that spell. And Pluto retrograde is a very subtle energy But it gets us to reflect on how we're choosing to give away or hold on to our power. Give away or hold on to our power. Quite a challenge sometimes under this Pluto retrograde. We're invited to look back over the period from October of 2021 to now and how we have been called to step into new power in our lives. We're being called out. We're being called up. It's time to tune up, right? And if we have not stepped up enough, we may find ourselves forced to make the leap. Pluto rules over the cycles of death and rebirth. So use this energy to reflect on how you have grown and all the little deaths and rebirths. Some people say it's the time of the phoenix, right? Rising from its ashes. But I, I'm really experiencing with my clients that their hearts are, are opening. And they're, they're calling, they're being called to something they want to... They want to give more. They want to serve more. And uh, us working together is really part of the new age we're stepping into. And then Saturday, April 30th, is the event we've been building up to all month. It is the first eclipse in eclipse season, the Taurus new moon solar eclipse, plus the Venus conjunction of Jupiter in Pisces. And this is actually called a black moon solar eclipse because it's the second new moon in a month, which is called a black moon. So the first eclipse of 2022 is in Taurus. At the same time, Venus, the ruling planet of Taurus aligns with Jupiter. Wow. I just got to sit with that. I know that's, that's boggle language to some of you, but for me, I'm like, my goodness. I always think of the planets as people And they're all gathering together to have a wonderful uh, conversation and it's powerful it's a positive omen it brings bright new opportunities and silver linings. And if the month or the year or the last couple of years has been challenging this eclipse energy offers a ray of sunshine eclipses can be viewed as portals. It helps us accelerate into the next chapter of our soul evolution. This is a rare event. It brings a major reset for all energy in your life, in every area of your life. Everything will be made new, set intentions, be clear on what direction you wanna go, expect miracles. You are going to be able to manifest anything and very rapidly. So be careful out there, my dear souls. (laughs) You are in charge. Uh Oh, maybe you're not. I don't know. Maybe our guests can help us. Anyway, release the old, make room for the new declutter, 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 declutter. Did I say declutter? I did say declutter. There is every energy in everything we own and have. So sometimes you have to let go of some things to make energetic space for new energy to enter your life. Like I said, this is a major cosmic reset. The universe is going to move things around whether you like it or not. It's sort of like if you went away and came back and someone rearranged your house and you're like, Oh, Oh, but I love those makeover shows. You know, I love those makeover shows because the people coming in, they're like, Oh, oh," (laughs) right. And I actually want someone to do, no, no, no (laughs) universe. Careful, careful. Right. You know? So if you're willing to allow the changes, this is a time of magic. And under this eclipse, new doors may open and we may find ourselves being presented with opportunities we never dreamed were possible. Isn't that what we want? So we're in a very, very powerful time on planet earth. It's time to trust. Oh dear. I did say the word trust and stay open to whatever God in the universe has in store. Keep your vibration high, allow the universe to respond in kind. It's a great time to connect with your higher sources of wisdom. And a wonderful day for my guest. She's going to set us up right in the middle of all this energy. So my guest today is Jovanka Ciaris. She's the author of a wonderful book called Reclaiming Wellness, Ancient Wisdom for Your Healthy, Happy, and Beautiful Life. She's a certified wellness expert, an integrative herbalist, a nutrition educator, a coach. She offers lectures and workshops in Spanish and English. I'm jealous of that. She's a native of Puerto Rico. She lives in Los Angeles. And her book is an exploration of the most popular wellness practices today and their multicultural roots. In the book, she inspires you to reclaim the wellness practices of your ancestry in hopes that you too can reclaim your natural and rightful state of wellness. And she says it's a labor of love to promote solidarity and inclusivity by sharing the fascinating historical context of wellness practices such as herbalism, meditation, hypnosis, yoga, plant-based eating, sound, healing, one of my favorites, and many others. And she shares part of her story and the story of her ancestors and the story of many people living in urban areas who may feel like they've lost track with their ancient roots. They don't know how to be in the world is the way I I say that. So it's chances are that your ancestors have embraced these practices and Jovanka is here to help bring us into the age of Aquarius with all of her amazing knowledge and her amazing wisdom. Welcome to the show a It's a delight to have you here.
2: Oh, thank you so much (laughs) for having me. I was taking so many notes (laughs) <laughs> I'm excited for this weekend.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a big one. Yeah, it's a big one. So yeah, if you've got something going on, Javanka, this is it. <laughs> anyway, I feel like we need to start by dancing yes. Woo-hoo! and singing and pulling in everybody. But if you could please, and I am, um, I'm sorry, the energy is just so beautiful. I'm, I'm just reveling in it a little bit with you. But if you could please uh, tell the listening audience a little bit about yourself and your history. How did you get into what you're doing?
2: Yeah, of course. So as you mentioned, I was born and raised in Puerto Rico, growing in this gorgeous, you know, tropical, uh, little beautiful world full of, you know, plants and uh, having access to like fresh fruit from my neighbor's tree and, and uh, you know, enjoying the breeze and the forest and the beaches and then I moved to New York City to study to go to school and as you can imagine uh, I moved away from that natural way of living like a, like a lot of us yeah. I was hustling I was doing great things but my body was falling apart in that process uh, and uh, what my conditions were were considered non, non-life-threatening but also incurable by western medicine standards and because i was really young and western medicine didn't have any solutions i said i can't take no for an answer it's not acceptable that as a 25 year old i need to walk live in pain and discomfort so i decided to look elsewhere and i discovered ayurveda traditional chinese medicine herbalism changed my diet changed my lifestyle started mindfulness techniques that people have been practicing for thousands of years, but I didn't know at the time. And my body started to heal and it became a big passion, so much so that I left my corporate job and went back to school and studied nutrition and educated myself on herbal medicine. And I've been working as an educator ever since.
0: Um, I have so many questions for you because I'm actually fascinated with um, your journey. And how that comes about, I I feel like it just led you into your destiny, right? Like, I hate to say we have to overcome things in order to find our way, but but it feels like that's kind of what happened Um, when in your book. um, Well, I'm like, I don't even know where to start. Um, You know, so many of us have unhealthy diets, right? And I live in the city, right? And there's fast food all over the place, which I actually have avoided for years and years and years, but a lot of people do eat. Um, how much of our problems, I should say, maybe our ill health, maybe our emotional, mental, because it actually affects all of it. How, how much of what we do is affected
2: to our diet? Oh, God. I, you know, as an as a nutrition educator, I see it all the time. People come to me. We, in this society, is reactionary, right? Like we wait until... We are falling apart. We're in pain to then look for solutions. And that is because we've been indoctrinated by the marketing machine and the the food production uh, industries have taught us that it's important that we go into whatever is easiest and whatever is cheapest, even though we know it's not. right. So a lot of these companies have government um, help. to to make sure that their products are cheaper and cheaper every single year. But the truth of the matter is that what we're seeing in terms of preventable conditions, the the advent of diabetes, which is now happening in younger and younger people, there's nine-year-olds now that are pre-diabetic. And I'm talking about type two diabetes. Uh, The issues of obesity and high blood pressure and the precursors of of life-threatening diseases all come from a diet that has moved away from live and living foods foods that are made at home and, uh, and and giving the energy of the food so having clarity about where that food comes from how much it costs in terms of human resources to get that food to your plate and then truly you know impregnating that food with the right energy so that it when it gets inside your beautiful body it actually nourishes you in the way it's supposed to
0: wow i love what you said um i come from farming community right like my my grandmother had a farm and i was raised on a farm for a while and then we moved to the big city of (laughs) richland washington for those of you here you're like that's not a big city anyway (laughs) um, (laughs) but for us it was uh but i'm also thinking about how when we grew our garden, you know, like I remember um, how we would touch the plants and talk to the plants and sing to the plants and the vibrancy of that food. And you alluded to that in what you said, like the energy of the food. Um, Can you talk a little bit more about that? And I also want to bring in this because I think it's really important. Um, Your book, you know follows the history of wellness practices that historically have been populated by people of color. Mm-hmm. And so can you pull that in because I, I also know in your book you mentioned uh, that your diet in New York City used to be something like I don't know what you ate for breakfast, but then you'd have fast food and a chocolate bar or something, <laughs> right? Well, so there's a would... lot in there's
2: a lot in my question there, but could you just yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, let me start with what I was eating when I was in New York City. You know, 23, 24-year-old eating Snickers bars and, you know, dry cereal and some fast food restaurant food. So that, that food is devoid of nutrients, right? It might be tasty, it might be yummy, it might be easy, but it, would, it is what caused my body to give me what I like to call, to call a smackdown. And I see it with a lot of people, especially urban dwellers. People of color, people of lower socioeconomic background do not have the alternatives that other people might have. And to your point about, you know, work when you were growing up and you had a garden and you had foods that you were able to like see and talk to the plants, this is not just for those people that may be considered, you know, flower children or even privileged people. The truth of the matter is that just a generation ago our parents were eating foods that they were living foods and they were bringing those foods into the house and, and cooking them and having meals with the entire family. Somehow we've moved away from that as we moved into modern eras and, and living in society. And especially people of color, I see it a lot. I, I see it with my people, I'm both Black and Latina. And uh, people tell me all the time, I don't I don't have time. I'm a single mother of two. I have a full-time job. And I tell them, I understand that part of the reason why I wrote this book is to help people find easy solutions to those particular uh, issues. I understand that life is hard. I understand that we're hustling and that's important. And I'm not interested in adding to your overwhelm, but rather taking some of our overwhelm and helping you replace some of that space with. Practices that are going to help you not only honor your own wellness and your own ancestry, but the people that come after you.
0: When you talk about and ancestry, because um, I always love the synchronicities of everything. So yesterday I was going through some stuff and somebody had sent me an email uh, wanting to know um, what I thought about um, uh, genetic testing for dieting. Right, like get a DNA test and
2: popular,
0: and, right, and, yeah. and it will tell you, um, you know, what you should eat. So, what do you say to that? <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, I think that technology has done really great things for us. Um, I think that if you are curious and you feel like you need to know, because I don't know, perhaps you you're struggling with some digestive issues and you want to know what what is causing these issues. It, it is not necessarily a bad thing I also think that our bodies have an inherent um, wisdom that we need to go back to I tell my clients all the time your body is talking to you we just need to listen we just need to have awareness of what is happening inside our bodies by just simply being you know in a state of accepting and receiving that conversation one of the easiest ways to do that is by journaling if I ah. eat a piece of food and I immediately I write down, how do I feel five minutes after I eat it, five hours after I eat it, perhaps 24 hours after I eat it. Am I angry? Am I sad? Am I bloated? Am I feeling a little constipated? <laughs> do I have bad breath? Perhaps my, you know, am I feeling a little bit upset that I ate something and it's causing me to feel emotionally disconnected with my body. And if you do that just for a week, you'll have a full on picture. Of what foods are causing disruption in your system? What works for you well? What doesn't work for you? You don't really need that fancy three hundred dollar test when your body is actually telling you. I've been telling you for years.
0: <laughs> uh, I I love what you're saying, but I also know a lot of people are like, "My body talks to me." Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> or the food actually has does something, you know? Because I know a lot of people are disconnected. They're like, I'm hungry. I'm just going to throw something in there. And, and really this consciousness of food or the energy of food or your body's interaction with it is where I, what I'm hearing you say.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So journaling is the beginning. Um, Now in your book, you talk a lot about a plant-based diet, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's one of your (laughs) uh, wellness concepts, right? Yes. Uh, So can you talk more about that? Because a lot of people uh, that I talk to are trying to figure out how to move toward a plant-based diet, and they're having some difficulties. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: The reality of the matter is that we have been changing diets and changing ways of eating. It's almost as hard as changing somebody's political affiliation or religion. Very, very hard. It also touches on our value system on our, uh, our entire childhood. Like it's it's a really complicated topic, but the science is very powerful pro a plant-based diet. And if you are the kind that are just simply not ready to give up certain things, one of the things that I mentioned in the book is like, you might not want to give up your cheese because you love it and you have to pair with <laughs> cheese, then don't give it up. There might be other stuff that you can give up now, as you educate yourself, and as you work towards incorporating more plants, more colorful live foods into your diet. And by the way, when I say live foods, I'm not only talking about raw foods. We can incorporate live foods that are lightly cooked, and but, but they're homemade or they're made by a restaurant that you know is actually truly caring for that food and honoring the, the entire process of nourishing our bodies. Um, the science is very strong uh, pro plant-based diet that's the reason why i recommend it and the way i see it is i can at the very least add one or two more vegetables into my diet every single day another thing that i love to tell clients is if you have if you don't have clarity about where to start just simply eat the rainbow (laughs) just go into the supermarket and find Foods that have seven, all of the seven colors of the rainbow. It could be, you know, red uh, apples. It could be a green, a yellow banana. It could be, you know, a green squash. Bring it into your home. Find recipes that work for you. If you're the kind that doesn't like to cook, it doesn't matter. You can actually go to places like Trader Joe's where foods are already kind of like pre-packaged for you. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is warm them up.
0: <clears throat> I love that. Eat the rainbow. Um, I flew, I love that. Um, I don't know if you know the answer to this, but, you know, uh, for me, a lot of the foods kind of look like organs of the body. Oh, yeah. Right? Um, uh, I I know the answer to this, but I'm just going to ask you, what's the truth of that?
2: Well, it's it's interesting because not all foods out there reflect um, organs of the body, but there's a lot of people, there's a lot of um, philosophies that believe that they, that they do. And the truth of the matter is in the herbal world, in Ayurveda and traditional Chinese medicine, they talk about that. So we've been talking about this for thousands of years. And common sense will actually help you figure that out a little bit, right? We know that if we need, for example, to raise our hemoglobin levels, Um, or increase the amount of iron foods that we consume, we know that we can go to foods that are really red, dark red in nature. So cherries and beets will actually eventually raise our, our iron levels and our hemoglobin. So it's things like that, that you can actually use a little bit of common sense, maybe pick up a book or two and get excited and curious about this stuff, and then incorporate them into your diet.
0: Yeah, I love it. So we're gonna take a station break, Mr. Benny. And uh, this is Loretta Brown. I'm really enjoying my conversation today with Jovanca Ciaras, her book, Reclaiming Wellness, Ancient Wisdom for Your Healthy, Happy, and Beautiful Life. There's the book, beautiful picture of you, adorable self right there, looking very well. (laughs) And uh, we're gonna take a station break. Don't go away. When we get back, we're gonna get uh, deeper into Uh, the seven wellness concepts. We've been talking a lot about diet before the break because I think it's really important. And uh, I'm not going to say we're going to totally leave that subject, but when we come back, we're going to get into some other things too. So don't go away. Loretta Brown.
1: Energy is powerful. It's all around us. Mysterious, full of potential. Directing positive healing energy to raise your vibrational rate through Reiki can change your life. Reiki master Loretta Brown has relieved stress, Sadness, anger, and even helped clients lose weight, stop smoking, and end sleep disorders. Worldwide, people have sought out Reiki Oasis. If you want help with your dis ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today.
2: Hi, I'm Dr. Michael Norman, your health tip of the day from the African-American Wellness Project. Infections like polio, smallpox, and measles used to be as common as coronaviruses today. But now we have life-saving vaccines for those and other diseases. Sadly, too many children still go unvaccinated. Choosing to delay or refuse vaccine puts your child and other children at serious risk. So talk to your child's doctor today about vaccines. And for more information, visit aawellnessproject.org
1: alternative talk 1150 here to uplift your day
2: welcome back to
0: the original loretta brown show with my guest today Jovanka jovanca and her book reclaiming wellness ancient wisdom for your healthy happy and beautiful life uh uh you can find out more about me loretta brown at reikioasis.com or at the kknw 1150 archives for the original loretta brown show all these shows are archived You can go there, you can download them, you can listen to them, and we also are on iTunes, Podcast One, Spotify, Audible, and all kinds of other platforms out there. So readily available, and I've been on the air for years, and there's literally hundreds, hundreds of shows. Lots of the shows are uh, with amazing people who have written books and you can actually get their books, like Jovanka's book. You could probably get it and you could probably read it and it might help you with a bunch of stuff, who knows. Yeah, so Um, so, um, I was gonna ask a question during the break and it probably leads into um, your seven wellness concepts, right? Um, When you started to shift your own health, right? When you started to shift it, Uh, You shifted your diet. You what? What other things did you do? Did you start doing meditation and yoga, things like that?
2: Yes, absolutely. So I started using a lot of remedies that the Ayurvedic practitioner and traditional Chinese medicine. That's how I became so enamored with plants as as a way of bringing medicines into our bodies. So herbalism was a big deal. I started doing yoga, of course. I started using Saunas and steam rooms in, in the city it was just as simple as going to a gym and, and, and using the steam rooms as a way to releasing toxins out of my body. And then I became also really passionate about the concept of, of cleanses and detoxes. So I went to Puerto Rico to the Ann Whitmore Institute, I went to um, one in Miami. I traveled the world doing cleanses, and they were so wonderful. I, I still do them, I still love them. Uh, meditation and mindfulness was a big deal because my constitution is the kind like a lot of people who have a hard time sitting quiet for a long period of time just with music I needed something that was more guided that helped my crazy brain kind of calm down and focus (laughs) a little bit and you know I tell these people these two people all the time it's okay if you cannot sit down and meditate at first the way that You know, the world expects you
0: to you. You have to make those practices your own. Um, There's so much in what you're saying, because we do have all these practices. You in your book talk about seven wellness concepts. Right. And you talk about plants, talk about going within yoga, forms of movement, a plant based diet, oil, water and heat, which you mentioned. Music and community, grounding and nature. When we talk about our health, you know, and since we were talking about diet, I'm going to bring this in a lot of people are overweight, they're obese. And how do we go about uh, reclaiming our, our bodies is what I'm going to say without falling into uh, fat shaming or unhealthy habit shaming or um, that sort of thing.
2: Yeah, that's a good question because we are a little bit too obsessed with the outward uh, appearance and there there is a lot of things that happen in our emotional home and our spiritual home before we get to the way we look. So to me, it's just critical to start understanding our relationship with the foods that we eat and how it affects our emotions. Before we um, we worry too much about the body, right? About about the fat shaming or about you know oh you know I talk a lot about people saying I'm I'm gonna incorporate some of this stuff when I lose thirty pounds or when I find yes. love or when i right. you know when I have that perfect job. And the truth of the matter is that we need to move away from that concept that we need to be perfect. We are constantly changing. We are constantly evolving in body, mind, and souls. So one of the first things that I tell people is, let's work on your relationship with the foods that you eat uh, and re- reclaim that relationship, heal that relationship. And as you do that, you slowly start to make habits, make behaviors that honor this amazing machine we call a body. And slowly but steadily, you will see the weight come off so diet is never about a number it's never about you know the the practice of like i'm going to eat this today and that tomorrow it's about slowly redefining that relationship with the foods that we eat and slowly with our bodies until we, and then the weight loss is just a byproduct right of yeah. what happens when you actually have a good healthy relationship with yourself
0: yeah i'm actually thinking when you're talking about how disconnected a lot of people are from their bodies um i do have clients who are obese right and have a lot of pain and a lot of health issues and the idea of moving the body doing yoga or anything is is uh, it's difficult for them it's it's one of those things where i'm always thinking to myself you know (laughs) what comes first the chicken or the egg we have to jump in there somehow right yeah absolutely jump in there
2: yeah, yeah it's, you're absolutely right. Like, but the truth of the matter is that the pain and the discomfort is a byproduct of, yes. of the behaviors that led to obesity. So we, we need to get out of there with a little bit of discomfort, understanding that we didn't get there overnight. We're not going to get out of there overnight. Changing behaviors take on average 21 to 28 days. So... And if we're talking about behaviors that have to do with food, as I said, it could be, it could take months to learn that. So we also need to learn to practice self-love when it comes to changing our, you know, our lifestyle choices. It takes time and and we need to every single day look in the mirror and and start with I love you. And what can I do today? If if you fall off that bandwagon, that's okay. It just all it means is like instead of you just leaving the bandwagon <laughs> altogether, you're going to change the tire, change the oil and get back on that ride that we call life.
0: Yeah, I, I sometimes think it's it's like if you even have a moment of I would love to change that behavior or reframe that concept or show up differently like you know, I do a lot of behavior modification, you know, like with hypnosis and things like that. But this idea that you can, uh, in your book, you talk about going within, I think you do talk about hypnosis in there. So talk a little bit because um, we are saying this, I mean, the diet is important, but I sometimes feel like that's taking care of the surface problem. The, The real problem is deeper. So, oh, please.
2: absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, when when it comes to going within, that was an interesting chapter because I talk about the concept of meditation, visualization, hypnosis, as you mentioned, which I am really passionate about. And a lot of people tend to have a little bit of a resistance to some of these practices, especially people that consider themselves very spiritual or, or practice a particular religion they feel like are some of these practices going to be in conflict with my the dogmas in my religion right and what i say in the book is nothing could be further from the truth right we have a spiritual life we have an emotional life and we need to marry the two we need to commu- we have them communicate and that's what some of these practices help you do right hypnosis is one of those that i absolutely adore mm-hmm. Because I do know from my own experience, but also from the experience of the experts that I've been talking to, how powerful it could be as a healing uh, modality, and unfortunately, it has a really bad reputation, especially in urban settings, yeah. where we believe that it's like something that cuckoo people do or like you know super <laughs> rich people do, and it's to our detriment once we start recognizing. This is actually something that I can use myself. I can start with just self hypnosis, and in the book I give you a little bit of an exercise that you can do yourself. And then once you realize how powerful it is, and you can go to hypnotherapists and people like you to actually take it to the next level.
0: Um, yeah,
2: I, uh, <laughs> I I love what you said
0: because you know when you look historically at hypnosis, you in your book so beautifully draw this into an ancient modality can you talk about that a little bit because i i love it
2: yeah you know every single chapter and every practice explores its roots right and then when i started researching the book i realized oh my god there's a lot of people from all over the world that have been using these practices now in the modern era era we believe that it's just for like some california people (laughs) yeah the matter is that chances are anybody that's listening today or watching today has had an ancestor so that has used some of these practices in the case of hypnosis i was pleasantly surprised to learn that the people in northern africa the ancient egyptians were using what yeah. we know today as, as, as hypnosis to help them heal and help them attain levels of spirituality and yeah. then my hypnotherapist also told me that the people in northern europe a few hundred years later, we're also doing that separately by right? two different corners of the world. And, and these people realize there is something to this practices and I'm going to use them for my benefit.
0: I I love what you said so much. You know, I've been to Egypt a lot. I take sacred tours there and it's very, very clear um, that the queens were women of color yeah. uh, just saying and when you get down into ashwan you know you get down into that rich area uh, all of these practices so like i said when i was reading your book i kind of got goosebumps and i went wow um i love what you're bringing forward you know the the people of color i i, I love what you're bringing forward the ancient practices um even for me it's the indigenous ones right mm-hmm. and those cultures that have have been here um years ago I interviewed a man he talked about the rise and fall of civilizations but there are certain there are certain I'm going to say indigenous cultures that have always been here and they're based on if I can remember it I'll try to throw it out four things uh number one is they all drink clean water you've talked about water during the break water is very very important they all eat close to the earth they eat right there and they eat their food in their area right you know. Uh, number three, nobody is excluded. In other words, if someone in the tribe is hurting, they all go, right? No one is permitted to have to, you know, deviate from some sort of uh, acceptable behavior. The tribe goes and they touch them and they hold them, right? And the fourth thing is that they all have a belief in something greater than mm-hmm. us. And your book, to me, like I was reading it, and all that was coming back to me, and I went. Wow, I I just really want to say you're on to something here. You, you're <laughs> on to something, and it's bringing that wisdom back. So, yeah. uh, thank you for for doing that. Um, when you were doing all of your research on these quote modern <laughs> wellness techniques, <laughs> ancient modern, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Because there's nothing new under the sun. We're just bringing it forward. It really is <laughs> Um, Did anything surprise you about the history of these wellness practices?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think a lot of them, like you said a few minutes ago, you know, how wise some of these ancient cultures were. And how amazing it was that they were able to pass this knowledge from generation to generation. And I'm not just talking about, you know, 50 years, right? Like from grandmother to grandchild. I'm talking about thousands of years. And we still use them, right? Like we know today as what we know today as yoga is 6,000 years old. And (laughs) somehow we are still finding its amazing benefits. Another one I wanted to mention is uh, the use of essential oils. Because today we see these tiny little bottles, (coughs) excuse me, that are super expensive, right? And we think that they're just, you know, they sprung from no, from somewhere in Utah. and All of a sudden, like we we have this new fancy thing, and nothing could be farther from the truth, right? In in ancient Egypt, once again, they were. I mean, Cleopatra was using essential oils. I mean, the little baby Jesus was was given essential oils when when the kings from africa and and the middle east came to visit him the people in in asia in, in, in far east china were using these oils they're just incredible little things
0: yeah yeah i love essential oils and um uh, they plant medicine, you know, I, I believe very much in plant medicine and herbs and they're the original medicines of the planet. And it's funny, just before you were talking about essential oils, I was thinking to myself uh, about some of the things that, you know, my, my grandmother, my mother would do, you know, like, for instance, if you have an upset stomach, you, you ha- take peppermint, peppermint oh, oil, yeah. right, uh-huh. you know, and, and my grandmother always had lavender down in here, <laughs> right? <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Take a moment, cough it out, right? Yeah. That's
2: all good. Good now. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. But um I I love about that. So talk a little bit about the power of herbs.
2: Oh, so I am an herbalist by trade. And so I love my plants. Part of the reason why I love them, I'm sorry, my voice is going, but I'm I'm doing well. Um Part of the reason why I love my plants so much is is twofold. Number one, they're incredibly safe. Their safety data is behind them is really strong. And number two, they're very easy to incorporate. We can, you know, if you've taken a peppermint tea, if you've taken a chamomile tea, you've practiced herbalism. So, I love incorporating them when people are in pain, when people are in in a lot of discomfort, because you can easily notice a change in people, relatively easy. And then once that change happens, it's a lot easier for people. Once the pain dissipates, it's a lot easier for people to say, okay, I think I believe, tell me what else I can do to help me. So it's a very easy way for us to start practicing wellness. Every single culture in the world has had plants and have used plants as medicine.
0: I uh, used to live in Saudi Arabia, and I remember that after dinner, they would ask you, you know, before dinner, you had mint tea. And of course you had gahwa, right, with saffron in it. Right. But after dinner, sometimes they would ask if you would like the the women's tea, which was anise, right? Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So it just yeah. depended, and, of course, I still love an- anise or fennel, right? You know? Yes,
2: fennel seeds. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, in Indian restaurants, they give you fennels in order to for you to, you know, get your, uh, you know, digest properly and prevent gas and bloating. Uh, uh, and then I remember you, you mentioned a story about Saudi Arabia. When I went to Egypt, it was really hot. It was 120 degrees in the middle of the day. And yeah. they will give you hot apple tea. Yes to cool off. So at the beginning, I was like, this is hot. Like, I don't need more hotness." but it actually cooled your body. So it is this kinds of stuff that if you go to every culture of the world, they're going to have something to give you that's going to just be amazing for you.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love it. I think that when we take a look at what is it that people do, there's a lot of what I call natural remedies, yeah, right? And herbs. You also, I want to mention to the listeners that if, if they go, I think it's to your website. Anyway, you give away a free report about herbs that will help you uh, with your cravings. With your
2: sugar cravings. Yes. We are all sugar addicted. (laughs) There's that thing,
0: right? Um, Talk a little bit about your reduce and replace method that you recommend in the book because I love it.
2: Yeah, so one of this is a tool that I use with clients all the time. Remember, a few minutes ago, I mentioned that it takes us 21 to 28 days to build a new habit. And uh, we don't like voids as humans, we just don't like spaces. We like to fill them with stuff. And that works with our physical space, but also with our emotional space. So I created this system that is essentially a way to slowly change eating habits by reducing a habit that no longer works for you and replacing that void with something good. The perfect example would be, you know, I drink a lot of soda, for example. I have four cups of soda a day and I want to try to reduce that consumption. So today I'm going to have, I'm going to reduce that consumption by one cup and replace that perhaps with some herbal teas or some infused water. And I'm going to see how I feel and I'm going to try that a few days. And I'm going to still drink my other three cups of soda. I'm okay for for a few days. And eventually you're going to reduce it a little bit further. And you do that every week for about 28 days. And then at the end, you realize that you are done with the soda and you have now incorporated amazing other stuff to your wellness practice and now you feel a lot better.
0: Um, I, I'm i smiling because that is such good advice and it is the way to do it because we, uh, I don't know, our, our subconscious hates change. <laughs> <laughs> it hates it, it will fight it with all of its whatever and it only responds to pain and pleasure. So if it thinks right. that having that uh, junk food every day is pleasure and you take yeah. that away it's gonna go no <laughs> what are you doing right but if you entice it by adding in a salad or something after a while and are you are also learn it.
2: slowly yeah. about what works for you your your <laughs> you're doing more than just simply changing a your habit you're learning a little bit about yourself what triggers you what causes you pain and pleasure and find the things that are going to help you slowly but remember you did not get there overnight you're not going to get out of there overnight
0: yeah i recommend people everybody get jovanka's book jovanka siaras reclaiming wellness and 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 work more on that We're almost out of time, which is ridiculous. I would love for you to touch on music and community. Sound healing is my forte. And please talk about that for a moment. Yeah, you know,
2: music was my first love. I played many instruments. I I come from a very musical family. And I also studied music in college. So we know how powerful music can be. Not only for our own emotional well-being, but for community building. That's the reason why in the book they're together. And so I believe that music is a perfect way for us to build bridges when it comes to community building, heal our ancient trauma, uh, you know, have reconciliation. I talk also about yeah. the concept of Ubuntu, which is that South African concept that was uh, popularized after the apartheid as a way for people that have been in conflict for many, many decades to find a way to to, to find a way to feel that the, the parts that are in, in constant, that we have in common with each other and heal as a community. Yeah, so yes, today. it's
0: so needed so many wonderful things in your book and in our show Uh, where can people find you where can they find the book and any last words
2: yeah so the book is available anywhere books are sold you can find me everywhere online if you type in my name jovanka siares or the name of the book chances are you are going to find me and um you know last words would be when you pick up this book, when you actually practice some of these, uh, the, the practices mentioned here, you're not only honoring the ancestors, the people that worked really hard to get you to where you are today. You're honoring your own amazing well-being and your ability to stay well and healthy for generations to come.
0: Um, I love that. I had uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had someone on the show who was talking about ancestral healing mm-hmm. and that when we heal ourselves, we also re- uh, heal our ancestors and we heal all of those that come after us. Absolutely. And, and so when I think about that, it's like, it doesn't need to be a heavy thing, but it, it, it really is time for us to reclaim our wellness. It really is.
2: This is the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is the time. So, um, yeah, everybody, thanks for listening. Jovanka Ciaras, Reclaiming Wellness, Ancient Wisdom for Your Healthy, Happy, and Beautiful Life. And Ubuntu, by the way, I'd Michael Tellinger on my radio show a while back, and this movement of um, working with each other, this community idea, you probably know more about it than I do, but this idea that um, we are here to help each other Mm-hmm. Um, we're not here to tear each other down. And um, under this, uh, all this astrology and this solar eclipse and all of these things going on, I do hope that everybody will take the time to journal, right? <laughs> to take a look at your own health and to realize that you do have the ability to um, reconnect with your body and, and have it talk to you. And and I I want to, Close the show with this idea too. Um, I want you to comment on it. Uh, diets. There's so many diets out there, and I think I heard you say, you know, like listen to your body. Mm-hmm. What is the perfect diet?
2: The perfect diet is the diet that works for you. Your body is a universe, and it's very unique. Even if you're a twin, you're a unique individual. So find the stuff that works for you that honors your body, that honors the planet. And your community as a whole
0: wonderful thank you so much thank you so much J- javanka a very very wonderful blessed weekend and do something magnificent it's a magic portal of goodness and <laughs> love to everybody listening have a wonderful wonderful week bye now